I feel elusive. Like I'm so cool. To be... <laughs> no, I'm so happy、um, that you agreed to come on this because. Um, like obviously, I know of you from Eurovision, and a lot of my friends and followers also love Eurovision. There's such a crossover between Eurovision fans and Formula One fans.、Um, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> you know what? Like, I did like I was in London like、um, a couple of weeks ago, and、uh, I did like a kind of like a supporter meetup. Yeah. And it was funny because there's like there's like ten people that showed up, and that's like really big for me because it's like in London. Yeah. And like five of them, they were just like talking. <laughs> Started talking about F1, and I was like, "Okay, that's that's amazing." Because、um, it's just like it's like tailors for me, you know. <laughs> I wanted to go to your meetup in London. I'm just two hours away, and I I think I was busy on that day,、um, so it was just too tricky for me to get there. But one of my friends was there, and I think he got me. I I can't. I don't know how it came about, but I told him to say hi to you from me,、um, and then you sent a little video saying hi, Lucy, and I was like, "Hi." Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh、my gosh,、Fair、the crossover. Let me look through my DMs quickly. But yeah, I have a little video of you saying hi to me. <laughs> But I mean, I think was it not Jack? It, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, it was Jack. He yeah, works、no. at the Silverstone Museum. He's my friend. <laughs> look at this. <laughs> That's so cool! Oh my goodness! When? How did you get that? He, he bought me that. Oh my goodness! I didn't even know they sold those there. Oh no, you should get one. You know, it looks really cool. Yeah. I'm、um, obviously like it has it says like Silverstone here. You know. Yeah.、It's, I have the original actually somewhere in the back. Oh my、um, goodness, that's but, awesome. <laughs> yeah, I love I love this. It's it's like so many things.、So. Nice. Very thoughtful, honestly. Yeah, I have I have like five or six different F1 caps now. I always tell myself like, oh, I don't need that many, and then I have like six.、Um, like I just end up collecting loads of them because I see them and then I can't resist. You know, to be, I don't think they're like a lot of them that I would like wear outside because usually they're not really stylish. So <laughs> share hats with people that don't really have much style. Right. So I'm I'm I don't have much style, so I will wear any. I I do not care. I'm like, oh, Formula One. <laughs> So I guess what I've done with all of my guests, you've kind of already done it, but now we need to do one for the for the cameras.、Um, if you could just introduce yourself to the viewers, tell them a bit about who you are, what you do. Yeah. All right. All right. Cool.、Uh, hi everybody. I'm Ben Dolich. I'm a singer songwriter from Slovenia. I live in Switzerland, and、um, I just make music. You know, I enjoy making music, producing music, writing it, and um, yeah.、Um, I'm 25 years old and I'm a big, big F1 fan. So, cool. Yeah. yeah so, to those of you who、um, either do know Ben or don't,、um, his music is really, really good. So, I would highly recommend check it out on any music platform. Yeah, it's everywhere. Everywhere. Thank you. Thank you. Obviously, Violent Thing is the more famous one, but I definitely、yeah. would recommend some of the newer ones as well. Um, come by, break away. If I'm getting the names right, <laughs> I'm not, I can't believe I can't believe you know them all. <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought you were like, oh, I'm like a Eurovision fan, so I only know like violent thing. But like, you have knowledge. Yeah.、So. Well, you're always on your socials, like listen to my other songs. So I was like, okay. Ah,、uh, you know, <laughs> so I, I did. I have to do self promo, you know, I'm independent, so I have to. Do... <laughs> so I guess first things first. Um, how did you find the Red Bull launch? I I can't believe I wasted my time once again. It's like every year the same thing. Yeah. 
time, I felt like it was even worse because um, as soon as you kind of get like the American kind of marketing in, it becomes to me a bit like cringe. Yeah. Um, but I feel like it was more like a market. They had like a marketing event for them to promote like the the kind of Ford uh, partnership, honestly, because like the the car looks exactly the same, kind of physically and like delivery wise. Yeah. I think actually. Um, I was wrong. I actually looked at the render and the, on the on the rear wing, there's like a small navy blue part. Ooh, that is like really spicy. And I was like, that's. I didn't it. even see that to be honest. I was yeah. too busy just like it's the same. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure a lot of people are gonna see it because they're gonna be behind that car. So yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I guess yeah, because I'll be in the front. Um. So I guess leading on from that, obviously Red Bull are the favourites going into the season. Um. Do you think they could win it again this year? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I just think they had a really big advantage last year. And um, I think they have a really good strategy team. They have a really good... It is really like per perfect. I think the only team that they that could go next to them is Mercedes. I don't think Ferrari yeah. will be able to do that. Because they're a bit um, questionable sometimes on the yeah. strategy. <laughs> Like it's the strategy, and they have like a new, 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 you know, kind of new, um, you know, director right now. Um, so I think it's gonna take some them some time. And also, I feel like um, their drivers are like more um, error prone than like uh, the Red Bull ones are, right. or even the, the Mercedes ones are. So yeah. there are different factors. But I feel like I feel like this se the upcoming season is probably gonna be like a close fight between Mercedes and Red Bull, if you ask me. Thinking about Mercedes, um, we've obviously got a very good lineup um, for those two, at the, well, for that team at the moment. Um, George Russell and Lewis Hamilton, very, very talented pair. Um, I think they're both very hungry for wins and a championship at the moment as well. Um, how would you say that's going to affect them in terms of performance? I don't know. It's really weird because I feel like they're both kind of equally matched. Um but they haven't been in a serious title fight yet as teammates so i feel like i feel like with hamilton he will probably like he will kind of it's gonna be scrappy for sure if it's like a title fight yeah um, they both have a bit of like um like they have an attitude it's like a special kind of attitude they yeah. like um direct and um they want to get the best out of everything and they will do everything possible to get there so yeah. which is a good have and we saw kind of how that went with rosberg um and hamilton so i do expect the same honestly even though yeah they're like brits and it's like <laughs> age different ever but um i feel like it, if if it comes to title fight it's gonna be like that i don't know who will win honestly yeah um, yeah. I mean, that's the excitement of it all. If you kind of put them head to head, obviously they're both very, very talented drivers and they've got that championship mm. mentality. But you don't know who's going to come out in front because um, I think it was George beat Lewis in the standings, didn't he, last year? Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I feel like Lewis was pretty unlucky. Yeah, I agree. I would agree. Um, but that's part of an F1 season. You know, you have your bad luck. And you have your good yeah. look. I feel like George was definitely quite opportunistic at times. Um, he kind of ended up being in the right place at the right time. While Lewis, on the other hand, had some more experimental setups um, and didn't quite have as many opportunities as George had. Um, but 
that could happen just as easily if they're having a title fight. And I really like that you mentioned Rosberg, actually, because that was such a dramatic season. Like, honestly, cinema, real life cinema. It was, you couldn't have scripted it better. And I would love to see something like that between George and Lewis. Um, I, it really could be a title fight for the ages between them. Um, but like you said, Red Bull are right there as well. Um, so yeah, <laughs> it's going to be really exciting. I feel like when you said that season, it's probably like when you look at the, the best seasons, it was definitely like that, like uh, 2016, I think. Yes. And 2012 one, um, that might be still one of the best ones, I think. And then obviously the, the 2021 uh, controversial, but, you know, yeah. like probably one of the best, like as a whole seasons I've seen ever. So, um, yeah, I mean, we can hope for the best for this season because I feel like last year was a bit of a letdown, you know, but. Yeah. No, I completely agree. I think after 2021, I don't think anything's ever going <laughs> to stop that. Like, for 2022, having to come right after that. Um, I guess I'll ask you the dreaded question. Um, what is your opinion on everything that went down in Abu Dhabi 2021? Like, how did you feel? What were your thoughts around it? You didn't ask me. I feel like <laughs> I, I, I can't kind of... So, I... I I support McLaren, um, so I kind of went in from a neutral perspective, but I did also kind of support Max because I felt like Ooh, okay. I kind of wanted like Hamilton's reign to end, so it was more from there, from that that perspective. Um, obviously, nobody knew what was gonna happen, and I feel like you know Lewis should have won that race in the pay, like pace wise and how how strong yeah. the car, everything. I think Red Bull played everything possible at their will. They threw every type of object that it, you know, like they literally like ret retired um, Checo and they underfueled him so he could like. So that is like crazy strategy, actually. Yeah. And it worked at the end. I think uh, to me, to me, the, the problem obviously is like how it was like um, how the, you know, how the decision was made after that safety car, but it's more about uh, occurrence that happens way too often in these races or just lately. It's just they take way too long to to get that safety car out to to, to like that move the, the movement in between those scenarios is just too long. Like this season, there were so many questionable decisions, just like red flags when there should be like a yellow or like. It's really weird. I think I don't know if that comes from like the the steward decisions or just like from like the race control probably, but it's just like the decision making is always way too slow. So I feel like if they actually decided like how they're supposed to, we probably would get a lap normal. So carrying on from that, I feel like I I do somewhat agree with you. I think Max definitely got quite unlucky in twenty twenty one. At the same time, Lewis had his moments of bad luck. It was such a close season and. I'll be honest, I was Team Lewis um, going into that final round. You know, he's he's my guy. <laughs> um, well, actually, I'm an Alex Albon fan primarily. Um, but oh. when I first started watching F1 back in, I guess, 2007, like when I was really young, um, Lewis was the guy I was always rooting for. You know, he's the British guy. He's winning. He's, he's just the coolest. Um, so I've always really liked him. Um, and of course, it's nice to see 
I guess the dominance period end. But at the same time, I did really want him to get that record-breaking eight championships. And I still feel like there's chance for sure that he can do that. Um, my main stance on Abu Dhabi is, yes, I agree, Lewis should have won that race. Um, but I feel like both Max and Lewis were kind of done dirty in in that moment because Lewis was ro- robbed of his weight. <laughs> Lewis was robbed... Lewis was robbed of his race win and Max was, well, Lewis was... <laughs> That's all good. <laughs> the words are not coming out today. Lewis was robbed of his race win and ultimately of the championship as a result of that. Um, yeah. And then Max was obviously robbed of, I guess, having people recognise him as a world champion because I know yeah. a lot of people were saying like, oh, he's not really earned it, but you know, a championship is won across a season, not just in one race. And if we completely negate Abu Dhabi, like we just completely remove that race, Max would have won on countback. Like yeah, if they yeah. both DNF'd, for example. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I would love to see another showdown like that um, in the future. Um, I think it's been It was sure. a little bit much for my, my heart to handle. Uh, it was a bit of a nervous day. Um, oh, but it was like um to be to be honest it was like the whole season was like that and yeah. that's why i think it's going to be hard to get in a season because every race it was like something happening something and... so exciting do you have a like personal favorite race from 2020 yeah well it gotta got be it gotta be the monster one obviously you know yeah that makes sense so how um, did you feel seeing that mclaren one too then yeah i was like in tears oh. Um, no, yeah, I was, I was really like in tears. I couldn't believe, it. you know, I've been waiting for this for such a long time since 2012. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was crazy, especially because it was like the only one two in the season. Yeah, that um, was that was such a great achievement by McLaren. Yeah, no, it was it was great because also the year before, I was like, it was like <laughs> if there would be one more lap, science would have got yeah. like that. No, and I was like annoyed because it got really close, but I feel like. I knew from the beginning when they went to Monza that they had something special and they showed that and yeah, it was just, yeah, really emotional for me and I really loved it. And then obviously, you know, we don't want to talk about the next race after that, but you know, like, yeah, um, yeah, but it's fine. Yeah. I feel like Monza is quite like, I always see people saying magical Monza and I completely agree. It feels like there's always something really like exciting going down at Monza. Um, I think with Carlos and Pierre in 2020, like that was one of my highlights at Monza. Um, it was actually the race where my mum realized um, she wanted, she was a Formula One fan because I'd been trying to get her into it for ages. And I was actually yeah. rooting for Gasly on that um, on that day because, you know, after seeing him get dropped by Red Bull, he was kind of the underdog at that point. Um, so I was, I was rooting for Gasly and I was trying to get my mum's attention. I was like, look, look, Pierre's getting hunted down by Carlos. I hope Carlos doesn't get past him. Um, and then my mum was like, no, go Carlos. And I was like, whose side are you on? <laughs> and that was the day she realised she liked her for. Um, so now she's a Carlos Sainz fan. Um, and oh. she loves McLaren as well. So she's like you. Um, and she was really happy at seeing their one too. Um, so that's really nice. That was a great race. What is it that race. like attracted you to McLaren? Like what made you support them as a team? Jensen in general, I guess, when he moved to McLaren. Because I kind of like, like, I feel like, so I watched Formula One before with my dad and he was a big Michael Schumacher fan. Yeah. 
Um, but I was like really little, you know, when, when, when that was going down and then he kind of retired and then he kind of stopped watching and then I kind of forgot about it. But then one day, literally, I just like woke up really early for some reason um, and I turned the TV on and it was like Australia first lap 2009. Ooh, okay. and it like the, it was just like it was just like the like the, the moment wanted me to be there. Yeah. And I watched that and I never seen like that team, that car. And I was just like, hmm. That's nice. It just got me hooked, really, like, because I there was some kind of a static emotion in that, and, you know, I I couldn't didn't really see reactions from people when they won like that, and it was just like crazy because yeah. these people like, obviously, it was a, such is like a, a a new team, and that, that was really like done probably one time when like a totally new team won, um, but yeah, I mean, that's like when I kind of started really watching, and I watched the full season, and then I probably, I guess, missed like one race in between. Yeah, since then. That's so. so cool, though. Um, I, I saw they're like they're making a documentary with Keanu Reeves oh. about it. I um, I've not been following this actually. Yeah, so I think last so like this like the previous season, I, I think like Keanu Reeves was there. Um, I don't know. Do you know Keanu Reeves? I've seen. I saw that he was in. I think the Ferrari garage at one point. Yeah, so there, he was there uh, in Silverstone. I think they were there because they were filming things. Right um for this documentary about braun so that's so cool i, I think it's coming out on disney i, I hope soon though because i'd like yeah. to see that um i guess my memories with braun i was still very young at the time so i'm 20 now um so you will have been about five years older than me um when all this happened um so how old was i think i was about four or five in 2009 or oh, was i no <laughs> six or se six or seven I think someone, oh. someone else do the maths on that. Um, <laughs> but um, I remember I was actually at school and I had this teacher um, and she came over to me in the playground and I, I was with all my friends and she comes over and she's like, Lucy, there's this new team entering Formula One. They're called Braun. And I was like, ooh, like this was exciting news. And me and her just start going off about Formula One. And I remember like all my friends who I was with were just like, what are these two on about? Um, so British. Yeah. Like, I, I probably was like the only kid. Maybe there was like one more person in, in my school that like watched Formula One. So like I, I can't relate to you. <laughs> but yeah. So like obviously you mentioned you're from Slovenia initially. Yeah. Um, and yeah. you live in Switzerland and you represented Germany at Eurovision. Yeah, it's a good what's what's like the reason behind all the traveling and stuff well um i guess um so moving to switzerland it was kind of like we moved with my family so it was more like financial reasons um and then germany i guess well i mean switzerland is a great country but it doesn't have to like much to offer musically because there's also like three different languages right. and then yeah so and then the biggest market next to it is Germany. So uh, Switzerland didn't have the voice and Germany did at that point. And I was like watching it. I want to be there. And I just kind of signed not knowing what's going to happen, but just kind of practicing daily. And then and, and all of a sudden I just kind of ended, ended up being like in the final. Um, <laughs> because it was really like weird. I didn't really project it. I was just kind of like, well, I mean, I was like, I knew I was kind of good enough to, to do something, but I was kind of taking it day by day. So when I got to the next level, I was like, great, now let me get to the next level, to the next level. So 
yeah no it was it was a great experience i've learned so much from there and um met so many great people and then we went on tour after it was like a whole month of touring like 20 cities in germany that's so cool and it was like tour bus and the band and like <laughs> like probably one of the craziest experience and and since then i'm just like yeah i'm like want to do this forever yeah. so exactly i guess as an artist that's like the dream like being able to just share your music with the world and meet people yeah well, i mean yeah so i mean i feel like that was like a really bright positive part of my life and then the, the reality came is like how do you do yeah. music how do you do music not how do you like sync covers and do shows but how do you release your own music successfully and i was lucky enough to kind of like got into this competition like pre-competition for eurovision and then everybody really liked it and i met some people and we made like sent some songs and the song just won um somehow i really don't know good. <laughs> no it's a great song but like i didn't really expect it again so yeah. it was like great here and then it just like went downhill from there so um yeah, yeah no um it was it's it's definitely tough so i was like signed to like a label before and um then we kind of decided to not continue anymore because like we didn't see eye to eye it's really hard with labels yeah they kind of their own vision and i have a really strong vision for myself so we just yeah. couldn't do it yeah, that makes ever sense. since then I'm doing things on my own like my manager amy she's from um, the uk um, <laughs> and, and, um so we kind of do everything together since then and um yeah it's it's tough but i feel like it's better to get your vision through and just kind of decide on your own like own pace yeah. own time yeah, so, makes sense. Yeah, it's it's a lot harder. It's a lot slower, but it's starting to pick up now. It's just like good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I guess it's kind of similar because it's one of those things. There's no rule book on how how to you know get your music out there, and I kind of have the same. You know, I'm a content creator. I'm not very big at the moment, but I'm trying my best to get my name out there and share my F1 love with the world. And it's tricky because sometimes, you know people don't necessarily have the same vision that you do and you want to stay true to yourself while also coming up with things that other people are going to enjoy as well. Um, yeah. So it's definitely tricky and I can definitely relate to you on that aspect of it. Um, yeah. <laughs> content creation and I feel like artists and content creation right now, just like music, it's become like one thing. Yeah. Which to you, you kind of have to get used to it um and i feel like in this age musicians became content creators pretty much yeah which is kind of sad, but that's how how it is and that's where the world is and um you have to do it to be able to even survive so yeah yeah so take suck lives and like post <laughs> i will for sure try and drop into some i've i've seen some of your videos on tiktok um you seem to do a pretty good job with them um <laughs> right really working yet i don't really know i didn't crack tiktok yet i cracked twitter yeah. like twitter's good like it's been good to... yeah i've only been on tiktok for a few months um i was actually at a formula e event in london with girls on track um and i had a, like a careers meeting and the woman basically told me you have to get on tiktok and i was like okay um so i did and i've actually managed to get six and a half thousand followers um since the end of last year so i'm really really happy with that um it's it's tricky because you have to just constantly do the stupidest things <laughs> um so i mean i feel like for, 
you can do like I think for you it's gonna be a bit easier to grow because it's like you do like really niche things. Yeah. It's like Formula One, yeah. so then like it's like all the Formula One fans are gonna be attracted to that. Yeah, right. So it's like that, and I'm like I just have to do like different things and just see what works, and yeah. then it's like right, and then you don't really know what works. So yeah. Yeah. But I feel like you probably will grow a lot, a lot I more. I hope so. <laughs> you will. I know I'm like I'm working really hard and I hope I get like something out of that um my main goal is like just to try and tell everyone how much I love F1 because it, it makes me so happy and I want you know all my audience to see like how great it is being a part of the motorsport world and how accessible it is as well because I think growing up I always thought oh you know F1 is for boys you know I'm not meant to be liking something like this but then the more I've got into it the more I've realized actually everyone's welcome if you like the cars it doesn't matter you know if you're a singer from Slovenia or just some random girl from the UK it's like everyone is welcome um, and that's one of my favorite things really. You know? so, yeah. so what do you think then about like women in motorsport? we switched the roles here <laughs> now I'm getting quizzed um yeah I think there are so many like talented women in motorsport and I think it's just a matter of time until we see more and more um because it's a whole thing of representation um you know if you can see it you can be it um yeah. and we're seeing more female drivers coming through um like more prominently we've got um W Series obviously is not in a great spot right now, um, but you know we've got lots of great drivers that we've been introduced to through that. Um, we've got some great female presenters on like Sky Sports. Um, we've got you know even TikTok creators. Um, Lissy McIntosh is one of them. She's becoming a lot more prominent, um, and that's going to really inspire a lot of people. She's definitely someone I look up to um, as someone who's just starting out. Um, and even like as mechanics, just general team members, we're seeing, you know, there was a time when there were no women in the pit lane and now we're seeing more and more. Like before there were women, but they were like PR. Yeah. Uh, but now you actually see mechanics, which is really yeah. inspiring. Yeah, it's, cool. it's brilliant because it's like there are so many women who are interested and we just need to be shown that it's something we can go into because um, when I was younger I didn't even consider it as an option because I just never saw anyone like me in that sort of role I just thought oh well that's not what I can do um, but I think now like young girls growing up they're gonna see you know female mechanics on their tv screens and they're gonna think oh I could do that and then they might have more of an interest in like mechanical engineering or something so yeah it's really good to have more representation I'm really happy with the way things are going obviously still a long way to go but yeah really happy so far so drive to survive let's talk about that actually first things yeah. first have you watched it of course okay good um uh, <laughs> yeah no um i i really i really love drive to like I, I love drive to survive like probably in the first two seasons and i don't know what happened then it would like <sighs> it kind um, of it has to it has to reinvent i feel like they're right it has to reinvent itself to kind of show a bit more of i don't even know like how to say that like a bit more of a recap a bit better because it's like i don't like the jumping here and there and the showing the same event three yeah. times so it needs to be more uh, like chronological 
Yes, I think that would be cool, but I think that was really hard to do because I think COVID, and then they had to have like a team, yeah, like in a certain place. I I think they have to try something new, most definitely, to make it make sense more. Yeah, because I agree. Um, season one, especially, is the standout for me. Um, I feel yeah. like every season has got progressively worse. Um, yeah, which <laughs> it's a bit of a shame because. Drive to Survive for me is a great tool to introduce more people to F1. It's how I got my mum into it, as I mentioned earlier. You know, my boyfriend, like all all mm. sorts of people. When I meet someone, I'm like, oh, you should watch Drive to Survive. It's a really great like starting sure. point. And then from there, you should watch my content, and I'll explain even more um, what's going on in the crazy world of Formula One. Um, so it's a really great way to introduce people who might be a bit because you know it's it's a bit of a niche sport still even though like you said it's grown a lot but you know people don't always get it straight away it's not like football where it's like oh you kick the ball or it's like tennis where you just hit the ball over the net it's pretty complicated yeah it's like how do you explain all of that and why it matters yeah it's it's it's, if the thing is like that you know that they say like oh it's just like people driving around in circles right but it's like if you know all of these rules and all these things, then that makes it exciting. Yeah, you know, and the so much stories behind each person. Yeah, as well. yeah, like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, and that's what that's the, that's the good thing about Drive to Survive to yeah. tell those stories, and that keeps the interest of it. So yeah. if they find a way, which I doubt, I don't know, because it's Netflix. I really doubt Netflix. Netflix has made some really yeah. weird decisions on on some shows. So. Um, I hope so. Honestly, I do because mm. it's it has so much potential. So yeah, definitely. Um, but there's like there's like that Lewis Hamilton Formula One movie that's coming. I don't know if you know that. No, <laughs> you I'm, don't know. I haven't been oh keeping my God. track so, of these things. So Lewis Hamilton is producing a Formula One movie. Okay. Starring starring Brad Pitt. Oh, is that why Brad Pitt was in the garage? Yeah. Because I've seen him around as well, and with yeah, Lewis. Yeah. So oh, so they're they're producing a Formula One movie about uh, I don't know. I think it might. I don't think it, it's going to be a real event, though. The it's life and times of Sir Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> no. Yeah, but I was honestly. I don't know if you saw. If you saw um, Rush, right? Yeah, I haven't actually seen it. I really need you, to. You didn't. You didn't see Rush. I'm not that a movie is, person. I don't know if you've been picking up on that, that one. That <laughs> is probably like, other than Drive to Survive, is probably like one of the best ways to get people in F1. Right. It's like obviously it's like old. It's from the seventies. Yeah. But it's like. Ah, uh, it's like so beautifully put together, and it it shows really like the emotion and the rivalry and everything. Yeah. So I'm like, I hope they make a uh, a rush two with like Senna and Prost or something. That would be really that hard would, to make, yeah. but that would be like cool. So no, I agree. Yeah. I think, but you have to watch it. Yeah, I've known about Rush for ages, and I've kind of wanted to watch it. Um, I guess I'll tell you something I haven't told many people because I'm so embarrassed about this. Um, so when I was about five. Um, I think it was my dad was watching this like Nicky Lauder documentary on TV and they showed his yeah. crash in like full and yeah. I was five years old and I did not know I'd never seen anything like that before so I see this car go up in flames and I, I'm completely freaking out I'm just yeah, like yeah. oh my god and ever since then I've been so like traumatized by that clip and I've been scared to watch Rush just because I don't want to see the crash I've got used to it now like I think I have seen the clip a few more times of him crashing and especially now that I know like kind of what happened after and that he did not die because like mm-hmm. my five-year-old self I was like yeah, I just see someone die um but yeah, I mean, so yeah, I, I mean, obviously, oh sorry, sorry, I've heard good things about it, 
and everyone always tells me like oh you should watch it and then like how do you explain as a formula one fan that you don't like the crashing because <laughs> people always expect oh formula one i watch that for the crashes and i personally no, I mean, am not one of those people <laughs> obviously crashes make excitement it's and part of the it's, fun it's, it's, yeah yeah no i mean yeah it creates suspense and there's an act of like danger in in it which is like yeah. putting into action and everything did you did you any like um you know, for some reason, I was like, oh, there's going to be some trick F1 questions coming in here. So I don't know if you have any trick questions prepared. What is your favorite ice cream flavor? Um, okay, so there's this uh, flavor called... Um, um, oh my gosh, I'm trying to think about it right now. <laughs> um, so um, in Slovenia, we call it Malaga. Okay. So that's the city in Spain. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's just rum. Um, okay, and there and you actually have raisins inside. Does it have alcohol in it? Yeah. So I feel like the raisins have alcohol okay. inside, but it's really like creamy. It's not like vanilla. It's like creamy and right. and has a bit of rum inside. So that is like that slaps. <laughs> I do like lemon too, but okay. yeah. So for me, it's mint choc chip, which I know some of the oh viewers are not going to be happy about this one. It's is that a... is that one of those seven days one? How you know it? seven days? No. That's like so. If you like that, so this is like this is like um, it's a chocolate snack. Um, no, not seven days. Um, so no, it's like something o'clock. I don't know what it was. Oh, after eight. After is it? After eight. Yeah. The oh my god! I, I got it. Right? I got it so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's okay, so funny. But, yeah, yeah, but that is like that is so that's like chocolate and mint together, and yeah. I always hated that. I don't know who. <laughs> It's a criminal to that eats that. So I love it. I absolutely love it. <laughs> I can't believe you. So I no, love no. the mint flavor so much. I literally my username when I'm gaming is minty, like yeah, minty like the color and the flavor. <laughs> so That's do you, how do much you, I love it? Do you make like a car livery and it's like mint green? If I if I was making a car livery, it would be mint green. I definitely. Oh my to gosh! Think, like my bedroom walls, mint green. Like I'll yeah. I'll send you a picture after we finish recording. This is not my bedroom, um, <laughs> but yeah, I anything I can have minty, I will Fair have enough. minty. Like I am obsessed. It's so cool to me. Um, okay, I guess leading on from the ice cream question, do you agree with pineapple on pizza? Um, I don't, I don't dislike it. I don't think it's bad. I just okay. don't think like, um, it adds to the value. I feel like, um, it's ex ex like, it's, it's refreshing, but I don't think it adds. There's like people that eat uh, banana on pizza. Oh my goodness. I yeah. Not. So like, no, so that's like, um, so my girlfriend, uh, her family's from Curacao, which is like an island in Caribbean. And they put like banana on pretty much everything um so banana on pizza is a normal thing but i dislike it's really like you know when you cook but when you like put banana in the oven it gets like really mushy and yeah. like it's really sweet so yeah in the future at some point will we see a racing themed song for you because as f1 fans we need the racing anthems uh <laughs> A racing are they are they such songs as racing anthems so well yeah songs relating to like i have a whole f1 playlist um with like any song relating to cars racing anything like that 
Are we gonna see anything uh, racing? That's kind of that's kind of that's kind of boring though, because like no, I, I, <laughs> no, no. Hear me out. So okay. like back then there was like this F like there was an F1 page and they posted like three minute uh, highlights of the of the races and there was no commentary. Now there's commentary, but before they added a soundtrack over it, so it was like a and it was always a really really cool song. Every time, I don't know who he was curating that, but it was literally like a really cool dance song or a really cool rock song or something like that. Um, yeah. And it just fit really well with F1. So you probably, if you go on Spotify and write like Formula One, like sound or like highlight or something, um, you're going to find that. But it, that, that's where I kind of like, that's where I imagine when I say like, um, <laughs> like, you know, Formula One racing songs or something like that. It just has to feel like you're driving the car yeah. really fast and not really caring, which is dangerous. Yeah, you need to do a song like... about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But... I don't know when I think of recent ones, probably like the David Guetta one, you know, when the one with yeah. the Lotus. Yeah. Yeah. So that one's really good. I love that one. You need to uh, do something like that. <laughs> I would love to. I think that's a good idea, though. I'm not really sure. But then when you said like F1 and singing, I was like, oh, I'm going to sing like an anthem somewhere. <laughs> like opening that. It's oh, always so no, pretty. No. <laughs> I mean, you could do that too. That would be great. Come and sing the British uh, national anthem at the British Grand Me Prix. singing a British national yeah. anthem. It's God Save the um, King now. Well, yeah, I know. Well, I, they, I probably won't sing the German one because there's no German you know, race for Probably uh, won't be for some yeah. time. But um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll do my best, honestly. I'll see. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I don't know um, if you're planning. I, I wanted to ask you if you like, if you ever meet Jensen, like, you know, like say <laughs> hi for me. <laughs> I will. I'll try to remember that. Oh, yeah, please. Because, like, look, I have a tattoo here. You have so that's a like tattoo? A... Yeah. Oh, oh wait. my goodness. Oh, wait. It's a button. Yeah, it's, <laughs> and you know what? It's, it's, the sa it's, a, it's actually the same one he has. Oh, my goodness. I didn't even know he had a tattoo. Yeah, he oh has the goodness. same button tattoo. You have to send me a photo of that. I will use it in the thumbnail or something, or I'll just put it up on the screen at this moment. Um <laughs> I need to see the the button tattoo exclusives. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. No. For some reason, not, not a lot of people know about that. That's yeah, that's really cool. I've learned something about both you and Jensen today. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, you know, fun. Another fun fact: I've never been to an F one race. Technically, I also haven't. I've been to an F one weekend. I've done the Friday at Silverstone twice, but I've not actually seen a race, or right. or, or a Saturday. I have seen a qualifying because it was a sprint weekend, but yeah. Right. What are your predictions for McLaren next season? <clears throat> I don't expect much, honestly. Yeah. I'm going to expect as, as little as possible. Um, I would say if they both perform, like with Oscar, I feel like if Lando and Oscar both perform really good, um, that's the best I can, I can hope for because I think the last two seasons with Daniel, we kind of lost out on like, third and fourth yeah i feel like I, sad as it is because of La because of daniel so uh, if we get two drivers that can compete then i think that's the best yeah. i can ask for and i, I think I, as I think, well yeah. strategy needs to be in the right place as well because um yeah yeah, yeah. i mean <laughs> it's times. It, yeah there's so strategy i feel like yeah maybe maybe i feel like they improved their pit stops for sure they had yeah. the fastest one last last season so that's cool yeah, I'd agree. I think McLaren have a lot of potential, um, for sure. They, I think with Oscar coming in, that's definitely going to add a new bit of spice to their lineup. 
um, which is great. I think they do need something new because it just wasn't working with Daniel. Um, whether that was just, it just wasn't gelling. Um, I, I can really relate to Daniel. Like, I feel like he, like when I, when, when you Origin was canceled, I feel like, um, my confidence fell and then no matter what I tried, it didn't work even with singing and stuff. And I didn't feel good enough. And I feel like with Daniel, he, because of COVID, he didn't, he couldn't really go back to Australia to see his family. He was cut off and he was having a bit of a bad time. I think his confidence fell and he was trying to do everything possible, change his weight, driving style, everything, nothing was working. And he was kind of trying every single thing. And um, he just kind of got lost into that. And mentally it was, you know, really, really weak. So I can relate to him, which is really, you know, it's it's a hard it's a hard kind of part because it's 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 in in Formula One as in music it's such a big competition and if you don't do well you just kind of get left behind so yeah 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 wow yeah. a big virtual hug for you oh thank you I'm all good now I'm all good that was yeah. 2020 but um yeah um I have a question for you yeah sure um okay so. Who do you think is going to be the dark horse of 2023? Ooh. I should do the interviews. That's a tricky question because there's, there's several drivers I have in mind. Um, Ocon could for sure be up there. Um, if Williams do well with their car, Albon definitely as well as an option. Um, but here's my final, my final uh, decision. I'm going to say... Don't laugh at me, Stroll. Um, I think he's really underrated. Okay. <laughs> You're laughing. Okay. He's no, he's he is a lot better than people give him credit for. And for sure. I think sure. with Alonso coming into a new team, Stroll's been there a while, so he's used to the team, right? So if Aston Martin produce a good car, which I think they will, Stroll will be able to capitalize on that, and I think we'll actually see some very good results from him. I think Alonso will absolutely mop the floor with Stroll. I, I just, I just don't see like a a moment in time where Stroll could come close. Maybe like if he gets lucky in a race or two. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know Stroll. Like I feel like he has some talent. He's not talentless. Of um, course, yeah. I mean, everybody that's in, to... yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Everybody that's there has talent, but it's like. And he did get a pole position. I think he definitely is a faster qualifier than like Checo was, for instance. Um, yeah. But I just I don't think he's consistent enough, and and we'll see. I mean, I want to be surprised. It was it would be really really cool if I would be surprised over that. Yeah, but I love I love surprises in F one. Definitely, and I mean we've seen him get pole before. That was a great surprise, and definitely with Stroll when he does well, it is more of a surprise. I think, um, <laughs> but you know, I definitely think he could do well. Okay, 2023 has Hulkenberg on podium. Ooh, ooh, okay. Finally, after how many, I don't know how many years, many years of trying, you think Hulkenberg. Exactly. Okay, well, you heard it here first, guys. Ben Dolich thinks Hulkenberg will finally break the curse. And honestly, imagine the scenes when that happens, well, if that happens. Like, that is going to be such a podium celebrate. Imagine if he wins. Like, not oh even gosh. a podium, he wins. 
Sure, why not? I mean, we saw K-Mag on, on Paul. Yeah, so, it's mean... definitely possible. I think it's just a matter of will Haas be in the right place at the right time and will Haas be able to have a car good enough? Because we saw Magnussen just drop right down the field after that. Yeah, no well, I, I really hope the field will be closer this year. That's my, my conclusion. I really doubt, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see indeed. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if it happens, I will for sure give you credit for predicting that one. <laughs> <laughs> thank you I'll, I'll think of you yeah you'll think i was right and i'll think of you when strolled as well and also think i was right <laughs> thanks thanks okay well it should be it should be doing a bet or something yeah like, yeah i mean i mean i don't think he's gonna be alonso in points at the end of the, the year but i mean he might like have some good performances i honestly think he could <laughs> i and maybe I'm delusional, but I honestly... It's, and it's nothing against Alonso. I think it's just the way the team is at the moment, with Stroll being really familiar there, and Alonso completely coming from a different team. Alpine, obviously, is not the same as Aston Martin. He's going to have to get used to all of that. Um, so while he is a two-time world champion, I do think Stroll... I mean, Aston Martin, Aston Martin is a Stroll team, so... Yeah, exactly. Which so... is which I, I don't really fully respect... To have a driver yeah. with an unlimited, you know, yearly contract, and to be at pretty much at home there. At least the pressure's off for him in that regard, though. Oh, for sure, but it's like I, I felt like we've seen it a bit with like Fettel and stuff. He could get away with some things a bit yeah. easier than that. So, um, yeah, I mean, we'll see. Cool. Thank All you, right. everyone, for watching. Um, if you made it this far, you're awesome. Um, please do. I guess the main thing to take from this video: please do show Ben some support with his music. He works really hard. He does some brilliant songs. I'd I'd really recommend just even if you've never listened to any of his songs before, do check him out. Um, you'll be glad you did. Um, it's one of those things where, you know, when you hear a good song and you're like, oh damn, I I'm glad I gave this one a chance. It's kind of like that. So give it a chance. You'll like it. Um, and I, of course, link in the description for Ben's music available on all streaming platforms. Um, and yeah, and be sure to like and subscribe as well to support me. Oh, and if you want to get, if you want to support me, you can also buy some Formula One merch using my affiliate link also in the description. <laughs> hey, I couldn't have said it better, honestly. <laughs>